Welcome to Empathetic Machines. In this series, we explore devices. Good word, device. One of its meanings is a will or a pleasure, as in the phrase, left to their own devices. But a device is also a thing that's employed to bring about some end or result. Through a series of short conversations, we explore devices, the, the way they help us see the world as it is, but also perhaps the world as we would like for it to be. Welcome to an ongoing discussion at Empathetic Machines. I am so excited because we have Mike at home here. Hey, Mike, can you just give two minutes, you know, not even two minutes, just 15 seconds on you? Okay. I work for the IBM Global Markets in the electronics area, and I look after anybody who deals with network technology and spend my life, usually, when there's no coronavirus crisis on airplanes. Absolutely understood. And right now, you're, you're sitting in California. So thank you so much for making the time for us. One of the questions I put out was sort of, what's your favorite device? And I wanted to share pe with people your answer because I thought it was interesting. So, Mike, <laughs> what's your favorite device? Well, my favorite device is definitely my, my old uh, HP 12C calculator, you know, the very first digital uh, advanced calculator that came on the market. Okay. That's obviously an interesting choice. Why? <laughs> well, because I found it incredibly useful. And the, the original idea when I got it was to use it for studies. I was doing probability theory at the time and, and looking into that as part of the statistics classes. But meantime, when I was not studying, which was probably most of the time, but some friends and I really enjoyed playing backgammon. And that calculator combined with probability theory led us to start to think that maybe we can figure out some smarter moves here. Let, let's calculate what are the best moves for the opening sequence, what are the best moves when it comes to exiting out of the board, etc. And this calculator was very good at doing that. Once we've managed to understand this queer, quaint idea of the reverse Polish notation, of course. But uh, apart from that, it, it's, it was an incredibly useful device. Did you make any money as a result of that, Mike? <laughs> yeah, strangely enough, I actually spent part of a summer in, in southern Spain playing backgammon in a bar for, for food and tips and just by keeping customers in there drinking. So, yes, I did in a way. <laughs> That's very much like your current job, right? Keep keeping folks interested in what you're doing. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> very true. It was more fun in those days, though. I wish I could work on the beach again. <laughs> Really, seriously. So just just let's let's do this and say clearly there was a context. There was a moment in time for you around that device. And you have what's what's interesting is whenever we ask somebody this question, they have a really rich story to go with it. But I want you to look forward for a second and think about what would be the thing that would entice your kids. You know, they grew up with iPhones. They grew up with in this this technological world. What's the next device or or way of experiencing technology that's going to be important to all of them ah okay well i think for them to to see any device as more than just a, a piece of plastic glass and metal would have to be related to the way they interact with it and the more personal that interaction becomes the more likely they are to think of it as something else than just an internet object so my guess is that if you can sufficient amount of AI functionality into something so that they can interact in a very natural way with it, then it will become their friend and something that they will remember for a long time. 
if not, it's just another device that will be thrown away very quickly. Gosh, I couldn't ask for a better answer than that. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm serious. No, Thank it's, you. It's, it's a great, it's a great answer. Is there a, there's an upside to that. Is there a potential downside to that as well, Mike? Uh, yes, of course, uh, because uh, the interaction that they have with the device or an AI is going to determine a lot of how they think about things, how they learn about things, what they do with things. So if there's any bias involved in, in this, that bias will transfer to them. Uh, so there's definitely a danger. Do, Thank you for the answer. Do the device companies have any responsibility in terms of what their devices do or do with us, for us, or to us? Well, I think you have product uh, liability issues with uh, AI devices, just like any other device. It's just that they tend to be a little bit more profound because they can have much greater impact. So yes, I mean, there's a, there's a number of areas where you, you would have to explore to make this something that is a danger that doesn't get out of hand. You have to have some kind of editorial board that, that oversees what's going in there. You need to look at free speech issues. You need to look at bias in various ways. Uh, but it's nothing that, that really requires any new legal context, I think. It's just a matter of applying what, what is there and doing it in a sensible way. But uh, definitely, um, there is protection needed, especially if you talk about very young kids with these devices. As they get older, they will probably be able to, to a fairly great extent, understand themselves where things are appropriate and not appropriate. But very young kids can, are highly influenceable. So... Yes, I, I would be worried there. Thank you. It really is helpful and it, it makes the point. Thanks so much, Mike. We'll see you in Spain. <laughs> we'll do it. Take care. Bye. All right. Bye.